Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 30 damn years of Monday Night Raw. And more selfishly for me, it's been seven years of ups and downs. But don't go and watch the earlier episodes, because somebody may act like they're a deer in the headlights. It's me. Also, as we have got to such an anniversary, I just want to tell you that next week, following the Raw Rumble, Ups and Downs is going to go through a little bit of a change. Now, don't worry. It's still going to be me going, oh, wrestling is the best thing ever. I love it so much. But I tell you, you should be quite hyped about it. It's looking pretty good. But otherwise, WWE just did have a momentous episode of Monday Night Raw. So let's find out what the deal is by taking the finger of power. Giving good bits and up. Giving bad bits down. That wasn't even proper English. So Hulk Hogan kicked off Raw 30 and his microphone kept on cutting out to the point somebody actually had to run out and give him another one so he could continue dogging. Best part though is when he spoke about how dominant Raw had been for the last 30 years. I was like, Hulk, are you including those few years when you went to WCW and actually tried to stop the thing? Let's not worry about it. We then did get this excellent video going through the three decades of Monday Night Raw, and I tell you, it hit me right in the tum-tum. But because I'm a very strange individual in 2023, my main takeaway is that halfway through, we had the line of Michael Cole going, oh my gosh, you Jackman just threw a killer right hand. That's like, why? Did I just relive all these memories, and the one that hits me in the brain is to do with flipping Wolverine. This all flowed into the fact that we were going to kick off with the trial of Sami Zayn that WWE had announced over the weekend. And I am just going to tell you this. The first 60 minutes of this episode of Monday Night Raw was so damn good that if an award committee wants to go and find World Wrestling Entertainment and give them this award I've just made up, I would absolutely be behind it. I mean, as soon as Roman Reigns' music did hit, the crowd went absolutely crazy. And by the time they got to the ring, which was like 2028, they were all then chanting for Sami Zayn, and they were chanting for ECW. So when Paul Heyman got on the microphone, he was all like, ah, yes, ECW, that's dead. And I tell you who else I would like to be dead, Sami Zayn. Once again, I put my hand up to a strange individual. I was like, look, I understand you don't like him, but murder... That was a little bit much. He then launched into this tirade about Sammy, though, and how he'd probably been in cahoots with Kevin Owens since the beginning. And just to back his point up, 
He even showed this very well edited video and was like, ha ha, see, I've got you. I declare guilty. Now, given this was all stuff that's happened over the last six months in WWE, you've got to give them a seal clap because the foresight behind this, then it got even more sad in your tum-tum because Sammy got the mic and was like, listen, I didn't sound like that. I have come up with a whole defense, but after hearing those cruel words, Paul, I don't even know if I can do it anymore. Well, I don't have anything to say. He sat down. Roman then went full on gaslighter mode because he was like, oh, Sami Zayn doesn't have anything to say, does he? You are so damn arrogant and I'm sick of you. And then he called on Sola Sokoa to finish the job. So Sola took his thumb and he was going to spike him when at the last second, who saved Sam? It was damn Jey Uso. Well, you see, Jay had also been spending the night editing a video and he went and showed some footage that proved actually no, Sami Zayn is a valued member of the bloodline and we should all give him a hug. Honestly, when we cut to Zayn after this, he was just like the happiest puppy ever. Uso continued that Zayn had taken so many bullets for the bloodline, he was basically bulletproof because that's what family does. And when he asked everybody to put their ones up in the air if they agreed, not only did all the crowd do it, but so did Jimmy Uso. Once again, I was like, what's going on? Why is this water coming out of my eyes? He then had one last twist, because it must have got Roman in the heart, because he was like, all right, you're not guilty for now, but you better do the right thing this evening. Otherwise, I don't want to see you until the Royal Rumble. And on that there Saturday night, you know the deal. Don't let me down. Seriously, though, this must have gone about 30 minutes, but it just zoomed by and it brings up so many questions. Like, are we actually now going to get a thing when the Usos turn on Roman Reigns or are they tricking Sami Zayn? Is Sami Zayn actually going to become the Universal Champion? We don't know, but I love to speculate. That's what all the best angles should do. This is easily getting it up. And then transitioned right into something else involving all of them. It got even better because it was the Judgment Day versus the Usos for the Raw Tag Team titles. This was just a roller coaster. I mean, it was exhausting. I mean, it was manic right away because Damien Priest was doing flip dies, Dominic Mysterio was being an asshole, and Finn Balor was just interfering like your drunk mate. And he did this right in front of the referee. So the ref was like, Finn, you're right there. Like, you're in my peripheral vision. You gotta go. Right after this, Jimmy and Jay were then able to hit their super kick splash combo for a near fall. And I started to shout, oh my gosh, now they're even performing like they're baby faces. And I don't know what I'm meant to do with all this information. Jimmy then followed this up with a dive. And when he landed, all of a sudden the ref put up the X sign, which usually is a sign to the back that a wrestler is properly injured. Now here, of course, we were using it for the story. But out came Adam Pearce. Out came Adam Pearce's goons. He was like, oh look, if he can't carry on, you guys are going to have to fall. Forfeit. Oh no. This is, of course, when Sami Zayn said, I'll do it, I'll do it, I can sub in. And this would have been good anyway. But of course, it ties back into the Gauntlet match when Judgment Day did become the number one contenders, when Bala got injured and Dominic Mysterio did the same. I don't understand what's happened in WWE, but they gotta do more of this. Right away, there was more nonsense because Condom was then using the most devastating move in all a sports entertainment surprise roll up with his feet on the ropes to get a two. And then Rhea Ripley was also just casting so many distractions, you were like, well, in which direction is this gonna go? Jay then lost it and started hitting everybody with super kicks, although he hesitated before he was gonna do one to Rhea, which allowed Dominic to hit the 619 and a big splash when Sami Zayn broke it up at 2.99999. This deserves an Oscar. Sam was also able to blind tag in here, which meant he and Jay hit the 1D on Dominic. They got the three count and they retained the titles. And honestly, if you want to see what beautifulness looks like, 
watch the celebration. We also saw Roman Reigns in the back. He was all like, well, I'm glad that Sami Zayn did the right thing, but I tell you this, I still don't want to see him before the Raw Rumble. And if you haven't watched this first hour of Raw, I actually feel bad that you've heard it from me because I would have much rather you experienced it for yourself. It was that good. So when we do take all of this and put it in a bucket, while we are putting it in a bucket, I don't know, but why the hell not? There's a bucket right here, even though it looks like my hand. This has to escalate, and it doesn't just get an up. It gets a golden up. It was 60 minutes, and it was flubbing great. And then we had Raw 30 nonsense next. What a flip. JBL and Baron Corbin were walking to the poker game that was going to happen this evening when they were stopped by the Godfather. And Bradshaw and the Godfather were like, oh man, it's so good to see you. When the Godfather turned to Baron Corbin and said, well, I don't know who you are. What did you say your name was? Barry, never heard of you. Now, as always, this is not an insult to Corbin. It just means Godfather hasn't been watching the show. And I don't really care about that. And of course, the poker game was being held in the APA protection room. So out came Farouk or Ron Simmons. He saw JBL. They used to be best buds, so everybody got to go in. I still do hope that one day Baron just goes absolutely crazy and kills a few people, so he does get his edge back. Not Adam Copeland. This was just silly fun. We then merged these two ideas that we had already seen, because we took current superstars and we took legends and we pushed them together. I actually thought the result was pretty good. Because out came LA Knight to tell Bray Wyatt he thought he was an incel. And given that he had just had a Firefly Funhouse segment, he is now relying on the past, much like all the veterans that are in the back. Right, well. And you just knew that somebody was going to come out. Not only was it The Undertaker, but it was the American Badass version. And I was thinking about this. I don't think we've seen Mr. Brum Brum Motorcycle since about 2003. So if you were super duper into that character... You were having a great time. It is still quite a happening, though, because who the hell ever thought they'd saw Lar and Taker in the same ring? And Knight got the microphone and was like, look, listen, I heard your comments on the Joe Rogan podcast a few months ago, whenever the hell it was, and you said the locker room has gone soft. Well, I agree with you, yeah, but it's not me, LA Knight. I kick everybody's ass, including yours but not right now. This is when we had more Lights Out Madness because it did go into darkness again and Bray Wyatt was here and he got a super duper mega reaction and because LA Knight was nervous, he got back in the ring, Undertaker choked him, threw him towards Wyatt who laid him out with the sister Abigail. And I was like, man, someone on Reddit must be going crazy. It's like fantasy booking. Taker and Bray then did share their moment because as the dead man was leaving, he whispered something into Bray Wyatt's ear and at first I was like, <laughs> I hope he said, man, I'm going to give this an up. And then I realized, actually, if we use brand new technology invented by me, we can actually hear what he did say. Roll it. Ray, did you know the ring acting is the hardest part of the ring? Bong. The fans lost their minds for all of this because of course they did. And I thought it was very well done. I don't know whether The Undertaker will return to do something with Bray Wyatt. I don't mean like a match. Maybe it leads to something. Either way, I'm giving it up. DDP was then winning in the poker room, and we saw Alundra Blaze and a few other legends in the background. I'm also a little bit confused about this, because you're like, okay, WWE flew all these people in just so they could be there. kind of feel like we could do more than that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It also meant that after this, we were going to get the Bailey versus Becky Lynch cage match. And it kind of happened, but also, no, it didn't happen at all. Instead, Damage Control just jumped Becky as soon as she got in the cage and were throwing her around the place before Adam Pearce and his goon squad were out here to calm things down. At first, I was like, well, maybe we did this. You know, I like to be a positive Pete to try and give Damage Control an edge again, not Adam Copeland, because they have been a bit, not lame, but just a bit nothing for the last few weeks. And then I learned, after I read that there old internet, no, we cut this match because other segments had gone too long. But that is kind of upsetting because when we get through the rest of Raw, there is a bunch of other stuff that could have been cut down. And I was quite looking forward to this. And I understand it's live television and things happen, but that doesn't mean we can't be disappointed. And when we are disappointed, you got to give it a down. Hopefully they do it again soon. We then went proper nostalgia after this because here was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Shawn Walton, of the road dog, Jesse James, as D-Generation X returned to Raw. Even though they had returned to Raw about a month before this. The best part about all of it, though, is that Kurt Angle was with them, and it's because Kurt Angle understands that he has no problem making a goof out of himself because he knows it makes for good old-fashioned television entertainment. Because just as the road dog was doing his whole spiel, like, oh my gosh, here I am, that's not how it goes at all. When he went to introduce Billy Gunn, he saw Kurt. He was like, well, what the hell are you doing here? Angle just admitted that he always wanted to be in D-Generation X. And he took his top off to reveal a DX shirt. And just as they were about to induct him, kinda, out came Imperium. Ooh, the lally. Ludwig Kaiser got the microphone and he was all like, look at you. You make a mockery of this sport. When Gunther took the thing and said, yeah, what he said, you do make a mockery of it. And unless you want to get out of the ring, maybe you want to stand up to me. Now, I thought this was so damn good because each member of DX did go to stand up to Gunther before being like, yeah, I don't want none of this because this guy's absolutely going to kick my ass. They then got in a huddle and said, look, we figured it out. Kurt, he will face you. And Izzy Angle's like, no, no way. I ain't doing that. This was really good. They then just hoping that somebody would come out to accept the challenge when Seth Rollins' music hit and everybody went crazy. But they're also like, yeah, you're, you're just one person. We probably need a couple more. So, of course, the Street Profits came out. I was having a whale of a time. Triple H then started looking around for some guidance because he was all like, man, this booking thing ain't easy. So we were doing inside a baseball, which is when Teddy Long came out and he did his classic thing of going, it's going to be a six-man match player, player. And he used to love doing that. And he also used to love abusing 
the Undertaker as an employee. Do you remember that? Oh, I've got a situation. Somebody called the dead man. DX also then decided we should probably have a special guest referee for this when Kurt Angle revealed he'd been wearing three t-shirts and he whipped the other one off and he was the ref. And honestly, if you like sports entertainment, which I do, you would have loved this. Up. Jerry Lawler also joined commentary for this match and he too was like, oh, who are you, Kevin Patrick? And why do you have a silly accent? Now again, one, it just means that Jerry isn't watching more, but also two, it means he knows nothing about geography. You must have met someone from Ireland once. Otherwise though, don't forget it was the Street Profits and Seth Rollins taking on Imperium, so it did rock. And it all situated around Montez Ford getting that hot tag, just running wild and doing all these flips and crazy moves. He is a very good wrestler. We also had this moment where the Street Profits were able to apply dual ankle locks onto Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. So Kurt Angle's like, man, everybody loves me. Especially because then Seth Rollins was doing the same. He was hitting angle slams and he was hitting pedigrees. It all basically led to Vinci getting hit with every single finisher you could imagine. So the good guys got the one, two, three. And that's exactly what this was designed to do. So you could just smile and go, hello, Lily Rope Wrestling. Well, hopefully you didn't sound like that because nobody sounds like that. Point is, it's getting it up. We then went back to the poker game after this. And even though Baron Corbin had won after beating Ted DiBiase, IRS turned up and said, well, I'm going to have to tax you on that. And he took all the cash and he left him with just $100. Now, look, I thought this was quite nice. But then I had a meltdown. Do you know what this was the perfect setup for? Repo Man could have snuck in and he could have stolen the cash and we didn't even think to give him a call. So we were so close, so now this whole thing killed me. Once again, it was the usual flubbins. Bobby Lashley was then being interviewed by Kathy Kelly, and she was all like, look, later on, you've taken on Austin Theory for the US title, and you've gone and made it no disqualification. Can you tell us why? And Bob was all like, because that way there can be no excuses. I was like, there definitely can. If Austin Theory gets a kendo stick and sticks it up your ass, I bet you use that as an excuse. He did have a good point though, because obviously last time when he lost the US Championship, it was because of Brock Lesnar. So this time we don't have to worry about such shenanigans and he can just whoop Austin Theory's ass. MVP then butted in and was all like, oh man, me and Omos, we can help you. We hope you do win. Whereas Bob was like, nah. I don't want to get involved in that because he can handle his own business. So we are building, friends. We are building. And then Ric Flair was here. Of course he was. Probably happier than he's ever been in the last 10 years. He just put over Charlotte Flair because she's the queen of the world and she's the greatest wrestler ever and we should all bow down to Charlotte. And look, I do understand this. It is his daughter. He is her dad. Of course he's going to love her. Stands to reason. She is definitely a good guy though, because Charlotte came out here and was just like, oh man, all these wonderful people have helped me make the person I am today. And I love Monday Night Raw, which is when Bianca Belair came out, they just smiled at each other, and then Belair started to go, yeah, Raw, that's a pretty good show. And then it just got so strange because Sonya Deville interrupted. And even though she is definitely in a feud with Charlotte Flair and they're gonna have a title match, she told Bianca that she's an absolute numpty. Those two had a match. And even though it was non-title, meaning you probably could have had Sonya get the win, she lost in about eight minutes to the KOD. I mean, it really didn't feel like any effort at all. So if DeVille now does get the SmackDown Championship match, I'm going to be absolutely confused. And afterwards, after Bianca Belair said, oh, I'm going to beat Alexa Bliss at the Royal Rumble, Alexa came on the big screen and she was talking through a mirror, which is a bit odd. And she said, I'm basically going to rip your face apart but I'll leave your eyes so you can see me walk out of the premium live event with your championship. 
That's a really, really flubbed up thing to say. Now I do totally get that WWE likely just wanted to get as many names onto the thing as possible, but this just felt so misguided, like we weren't looking to the future, and why couldn't we have cut this down so we could have actually had the Becky Lynch and Bailey Cage match? I also don't really like seeing Sonya Deville lose all the time because you have a talent here, and nobody seems to realise this. Very sadly, it does have to get it down. I don't think WWE did right by the women on this show. New Cody Rhodes video was next. Brilliant. I have no idea what's going to happen at WrestleMania anymore because now there's rumors that Brock Lesnar and Steve Austin may have a match. I mean, who the hell knows? But I really do hope, unless we're going to give it to Sami Zayn, that Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble and he goes on to dethrone Roman Reigns. Because I tell you, the American Nightmare knows exactly what to say and do in these vignettes and it gets me excited. It gets me pumped, which is the whole point of watching this nonsense to begin with. Up. And then The Miz was here. And this was ridiculous. Because <laughs> he was mad that on Raw 30, he wasn't having a Miz TV segment and he wasn't having a title shot, even though he'd been given time to say something on the show, which is basically him doing Miz TV. I mean, this is like those people that go, my views have been cancelled when they're on television speaking about their views. Anyway, Kevin Owens basically came out of nowhere and gave him a stunner before he started talking about his title match with Roman Reigns. And honestly, does KO know what he's doing? Because he's like, Roman Reigns has stolen these titles. I'm going to do everything I can to get them back. I'm going to be a champion you can respect. And if I can't, I'll die trying. I was like, come here a sec. You don't need to die trying. Just like, give it a really good effort. And even if you don't win, we'd like you alive. He then gave The Miz another stunner so the crowd could go home happy, even though they had the main event to come. And this did feel very short, given that it was meant to be building up our main event at the Royal Rumble. But Kevin Owens, man, if he does pull it off, I'm going to do a backflip and then break my neck up. And then it was time for that main event. This was insane. It was Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley in a no DQ US title match. And I suppose we should just talk about the finish, because all everybody is talking about is the finish. So after Bobby Lashley had hit a dominator, Theory whacked him in the balls because he wasn't having a good time. And because Bob has balls of steel, he just shook that off and he threw Austin through a table. So we had like a moment of peace as the fans watched on, when from nowhere, Brock Lesnar's music played and out came the beast. He just started busting out F5s, including an F5 onto Austin Theory, who landed on top of Bobby Lashley, who had been F5'd, and because they were in this position, ref went one, ref went two, and the ref went three, and Austin Theory beat Bobby Lashley because Brock Lesnar had F5'd him onto Bobby Lashley's corpse. So I suppose this does mean at some point, maybe even at the Royal Rumble, we are going to get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, and I'm all behind that, because this is the way to use Brock. You put him in feuds where it's big men slapping man meat. I do think it means the US title is a little bit up in the air, but as Triple H has shown ever since he has taken over, he is going to take care of those belts, so I have the faith, and as a way to end Raw with a big surprise giving it up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of the 30th anniversary of Raw, and I actually thought we did this justice, because I was pretty pumped coming in, given that first hour. Holy crap, did I have a good time giving it up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's Raw 30. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com and make sure you read yourself some articles, follow us on social media, and watch more videos. And remember, next week, brand new ups and downs. Be excited. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. See you soon. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.